You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go. Hello Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Ding dong. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's, all one word, CONVODD, that will get you 25% off and free delivery on your first order with the DoorDash app. It does not get much better than that, folks. My name's Dave Guadrelli, my camera's not working right now, I'm going to figure that out. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. That's good. Yeah. And our technical producer is Alex Allard, who I'm sure is having some trouble with me right now because uh, I caused this camera problem myself. It's not Alex's fault. Uh, it's because I'm running way too much for my MacBook Air to handle right now. Uh, so on the live show, you got a nice little look at uh, the last thing the camera saw as I'm dialed in trying to get this Scenes from Morning Skate article out. Uh, we were at Morning Skate, both of us. I was a little bit late. Um, this is the Conversation Podcast, and I had a good time at Morning Skate. You know, I don't get out to these a lot. I went to all of them last year. Like, I was, you were in school. You weren't a full-time employee. Now, whoosh, as you'd like to say, I uh, you go to all the Morning Skates. I don't have to come out here as much as I used to. It's, it's great. I come just for the show, show up, leave. It's great. Yeah, the whip that you swing is being cracked on your own back when you show up to practice. I know that every time you show up to practice, you're always like, oh, there's so many people here. It's a full day of media, but uh, no. It's just because when you show up, it doesn't make it a full media. There was a decent amount of people there actually today as well, though. Uh, but uh, interesting little morning skate for sure. I have no idea why my camera's not working. I, oh, no, I, I'm good. scared to disconnect though. Like I don't want to. I don't want to screw it up. I'll probably do it when you're doing your. Honestly, uh, it really doesn't matter because the audio is coming from my computer, so you can you can okay, do whatever you well, want. You can close that. Computer I still got. I still got to get this scenes from morning skate article out. I'm not even done yet. All right. Well, this is a podcast. Uh, this is also a live show as well. So. Maybe the article can wait. No, well, I don't know. The article can't wait. I finished it too. I literally had it. I was I was putting the finishing touches on it as we were getting ready to go here, and uh, I finally got it out. It was it was uh, it was it was a long process though, because you know you got to listen to the audio. You got to make sure you uh, 
you know, you quote everybody correctly. And hey, I'll tell you what, I had a good time at uh, at Skate Day. It's in our uh, third topic here. The Canucks in the community. It's kind of listed at the bottom there for those in the live show. Yep. Um, Alex, quit cutting to my camera. That's not working, man. Frozen picture of me. Just oh, awful. See, oh, that okay. is Alex's fault. That part's Alex's fault. Not the frozen camera. Just uh, pull it up, the Alex. Thing. There it is. No. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm in a good mood, too. I, w- I had a great night last night watching the Abbotsford Canucks. I had a lot of fun watching the Canucks again, and it was great. Abbotsford was great. We'll get to that in a little bit here. Uh, but we do want to start with some of the things that we saw at practice, some of the things we heard. The Canucks, they got back-to-back games starting tomorrow against Seattle. Then they play against Edmonton as well before we head into that Christmas break. Still a couple of uh, a couple of games. Heard some players talking about getting back to 500. We'll see how that goes uh, with these back-to-backs. Tell you what, Seattle's not a slow team. Um, they're a pretty quick team, and they've been playing some really good hockey so far this season. So it'll be interesting to see how the Canucks look when they match up against the Kraken tomorrow night. Uh, home game, we've seen a couple of real bad home games in a row for the Canucks. So obviously tomorrow's a big man. Like uh, I tell you what, breaks are interesting in the season, right? You don't get a lot of them, but if the Canucks roll into this little Christmas break here on you know a pair of losses. It's going to it's going to be very dark times uh, through Christmas here. No bright lights will be shining. That's for sure. I got my camera working. Oh, good for you. Yep. Uh, get cut. Pull it up, Alex. Pull it up. Got the camera working. Feeling really good about it. I'm just hoping uh, someone got a screenshot of that. Uh, oh, you. I hope Alex did. Yeah, he'll put it behind you on the green screen. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's going to come very soon. Actually, I'm always right. watching. Let's talk about it. No Pedersen at practice again today. I think that's the biggest thing we can take away from the morning skate. Um, Still, that's tough. Like he's battling an illness. Obviously, that's what we've talked about. It's it's not COVID. It's one. Of, it's probably that one that we've been chatting about on the show about this cold that's been going around. I was a little worried because I feel like every time I fly, I get sick. After mm. I haven't been feeling too bad actually uh, over the past couple of days, so that's good. But again, I was in Saskatoon, so uh, I feel like I had a cold there. No matter what, actually, you know what? I, I've been struggling. I've been getting the nosebleeds for the last couple of days here, and I think it's from just like how cold it was outside of Saskatchewan, and then coming back here where it's. Listen, it's cold, but it's not as cold as it is there. It's minus 40 over there. I've had nosebleeds the last couple of nights. I was up till about like 3 in the morning last night with a damn nosebleed. And it's like I was I was like fine. I think it was okay. But I didn't want to go to bed and like go on the pillow and then my nose starts bleeding again, wake yeah. up in a, in a pool of blood, think I died. So yep. I was I didn't want that. So I had to, you know, at least go like an hour without anything. Uh so yeah, hopefully that'd be wild if it happened on the show today too. Live nosebleed. On I the used show. to I used to get nosebleeds when I was in uh, high school. What do they call it uh, when you get your nose uh, cauterized? I, I think know. that's what they call it. some people that like. If you're a kid and you have a lot of nosebleeds, I think you get this done. People um, have people have kind of picked up on the fact. Boxers all get it done. I think people people have kind of picked up on the fact that neither of us are like exceptionally smart, right, or anything, right, like. Not to toot my own horn, but I like to think of myself as the smart one when it's not math. Neither of us are that smart, though. Well, I don't know if you're the smart one, actually, out of both of us. I've got more life experience. That's true. You know more words, I which do know makes more words. you sound smarter. But you just you just threw one at me that I didn't know. Cauterized? I've never heard See, of that. See, and that might be wrong. That might be when you uh, cut the nuts off of a bull. That might be what that is, but uh, I'm not sure. Either way. Chat's there there is a us. word for it. We got some smart listeners, at least. Oh, our listeners are smarter than us. Yeah, that's for sure. It's like uh, you being like, zero sugar in this energy drink. It's healthy. And well, then the, hey, the well chat- that's what everyone's saying. So look, I'm back on the sugar then. If everybody's going to give me crap for the sugar-free ones, 
I'm back on the, the sugar. Point, the point is to stop drinking the energy drinks. It's oh. not drink sugar. Oh, okay, I thought people wanted me to have more sugar. Okay. Anyways, uh, no PD. No- Alex, it's not no PD, no problems down there in the ticker. It's no PD, mo problems. No PD, think- no problems. You leave Alex alone. You, uh, you, you're, you're, you know, you talk about the whip, the whip being cracked. No, that's you. No, no. That's you with Alex. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just one small spelling mistake. Well, I'll pull up all your spelling well, it's a little mistakes. Different. Pull up all your spelling mistakes in articles. Yeah, I'll tell you about some right. Sh- Never mind. I can't say that on the air. <laughs> when uh, when I misspell right shot defenseman sometimes with in the an articles. I instead of an O, yeah. which uh, both of us missed. Which Speaking really of funny. right shot defenseman, I found mm-hmm. it pretty interesting that Ethan Bear was the extra defenseman today. Yeah, and by interesting, I mean what the hell is going on? Why is Ethan Bear not one of the top six defensemen? And I don't want to read too much into it because they they did do a lot of rotating today for the. Defenseman. Also, keep in mind Ethan Bear was out of a morning skate or a morning practice like a week ago and he ended up yeah. playing in the next game no i mean the defense is so weird like what you see at morning skate isn't what we saw at the game as well which was kind of strange and that was just the other night so uh, i don't want to read too much into this but it if, happened if bear is the guy is the odd man out what the hell is going on that would be wild i don't want to spend too much time talking he about should it. be playing I'm, I'm sorry he's one of the best He's one of the top two defensemen on this team. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to get any pushback on that from me. And we'll see what's, what what goes down at morning skate tomorrow because obviously this was just a practice. And I don't know. I wouldn't read too, too much into this, I don't think, to be quite honest no, with no, you. And, and everything changes if, if Pedersen's back as well. I think that's still the big story is, um, you know, and Bruce, you talked about it. I had to run up here and actually do some work. But you were talking to uh, to Bruce about it. What what was the latest update for Pedersen on the sickness? Anyways? Nothing. He's still sick. They don't have an update. It's a Obviously, it's a bad sickness. This is the sixth day, I believe, that PD's been away from the team. It ain't good, folks. Like, a lot of people are sick right now, and PD is one of those people. And, um, you know, that's big problems for the Canucks. And actually, the question I was telling you about earlier, um, where Bruce was basically just like, seriously, uh, was when he was asked uh, if this, how badly this team's missing Elias Pedersen. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're, we're missing Pedersen. Um, yeah, Bruce didn't really want to talk about that too much because, yeah, it's it's quite clear Elias Pettersson's impact uh, on a game. Back-to-back, 5-1 home losses. And I mean, Lachlan Irvin wrote this for Canucks Army. Canucks on pace for the worst home record in franchise history. Yeah, that's not good either. No, it's not. And they've been bad at home. And not even just, like, the losses, like, the actual record, but the losses are brutal. I, I can't get over the fact that a third of their home games have finished with a 5-1 loss. Not good. That is just, that's horrible. But with Pedersen out, I want to bring this up. Okay, easy over there. Are you reading Cody's comments? I'm not reading any of them. I'm reading a lot of comments. Okay. JT Miller has to play center when Pedersen's out. You know, have you noticed, like, okay, JT Miller hasn't been, like, great lately. He hasn't scored in 10 games. He hasn't scored a goal in 10 games. He has not, he's not scored a goal at even strength in 19 games now. 19 games without scoring an even strength goal. This is the guy who you just signed to a seven-year extension. Making $56 million. I don't need the calculator like Frank Cervelli. $56 million is what he's making over the next seven years after this season. And he hasn't scored an even strength goal in the last 19 games. Like the impact that Pedersen has specifically at five on five, where listen, most of the game is played five, six of the game is played at five on five. Pedersen making such a big impact on this team. It's been really tough sledding to watch, uh, watch this team play without him. And listen, if he's not in there tomorrow, Back-to-backs, it's going to be tough to believe that he's going to travel and play that game, too. You might just have to you know, sit this guy out until the Christmas break and hope that he can get over the sickness because whatever he's dealing with, man, it must be tough. Uh, because, yeah, 
it's just a sickness keeping out of the lineup right now, which is really, and Bruce has talked about it. The players have talked about it. When Pedersen's not in this lineup, it is a much different looking team. And I think one of the big reasons is because JT Miller has to go play center. Uh, and right now he's got McKayev and Besser on his wing. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Well, I think we'll, I think we will see some changes to the lineup. Maybe this is the day where you just give Pedersen the last day off. I always think about, I'm curious about this. Okay. You're, you're a professional athlete at the NHL level. How different do you think they're dealing with like a sickness or like a cold that he's dealing with or whatever it is, right? It's like, you know, sniffles, coffee. I'm sure it's something like that. The one that's going around with everyone. How different do you think it is having like a full medical team, doctors available? How, like, how quick do you think you can get over a sickness if you're a player compared to just like the average Joe? I feel like it's a such different treatment, but I don't never, I'm never going to live that life because I'm never going to have millions of dollars to be able to afford that or be a professional athlete. I just bet it must be wild watching like a, a recovery from a cold for a professional athlete. I, I, I genuinely don't have an answer. Like, I, I'm wondering if Elise Patterson's walking in, picking up some Vicks Vapo rub. See, like, yeah, fit, like <laughs> some Neo Citron. You get the four pack of Fisherman's Friend. That's what I do. And then I get some of the Tylenol cold and flus. And then I got these. This is why I keep this on the go here, ready to go. This used to be the thing that held up the camera, actually. The uh, the old Dayquil sponsorship. Bring us a Dayquil sponsorship. <laughs> keep the show on the, keep the train on the tracks. So to answer your question, I don't know, but it's an interesting question to ask people. He, yeah, I bet they got some some cool. Uh, that'll be the first question we ask them tomorrow in practice. The tell, Canucks. tell us what it's like recovering from a cold as a professional athlete. <laughs> let's get on to let's get on to some hockey. Yeah, let's do it. Abbotsford Fun Rink. The fun park, I think, is coming back. Yes, the fun. They they will rebuild. At first, it was like. Abbotsford Fun Park, not coming back. Castle Fun Park. Castle Fun Park, not coming back. Now, I think they're back on track. They're rebuilding. Um, something the Vancouver Canucks might want to take some advice from, from Castle Fun Park. But let's get to the game last night. Another 6-2. Huge win for the Abbotsford Canucks. Like I said off the top of the show, having a lot of fun watching this team right now. Uh, obviously, Niels Huglander's down there. He made his debut in the AHL. Vasily Pod Colson playing first-line minutes. Uh, Jack Rathbone, little update. He is battling another injury which is really unfortunate. Someone had a really good reply to a tweet of mine last night where they said, it sucks. Jack's always healthy in the NHL and getting scratched. And then as soon as he goes to the AHL, he gets injured. Um, So it's Jack Rathbone battling a little bit of an injury, but I heard he skated yesterday too. So uh, he, I don't think it's long-term for Rathbone. Maybe he gets the Christmas break here. This is their final game before they have like uh, seven days off. I think before uh, some new year's Eve games against the uh, Manitoba moose. But last night, Watching Niels Huglander, let's start there. He was confident, physical, all the things you wanted to see. You got the Doglander uh, graphic. You can pull that up, Alex. It was Doglander last night in the AHL, and he was confident. He had a bunch of shot attempts, three shots on net. And I guess I got to pull up the the video, of course, because he did try his Zorro move. And I said it on the show yesterday. I said I wouldn't be surprised if he did it in the first three games. I was a little surprised that he pulled it off in the first, or didn't pull it off, but he tried it. Uh, in the first game, we'll pull it up here. This is uh, this is Niels Huglander from last night. You can uh, pull it up, Alex. Pull my uh, my video up here. I'm going to play the uh, the Huglander clip real real quick here. This from last night, Niels Huglander and Linus Carlson. I want to I want to talk about him for a little bit too. But let's watch the Huglander thing real quick first. He tried it. He tried the one that he pulled at the World Juniors that set the World Juniors on fire. Can I can I say something about Linus Carlson? He, of course, he is way more like I think I've mentioned this a little bit, but now that he's got some time under his belt in the uh, in the AHL, he is way more physical than I thought he was going to be. And like between the whistles, he's like roughing it up with guys, like getting in guys' faces. 
Linus Carlson's been, been pretty impressive with certain parts of his game that I didn't think were there from watching him play in the SHL. And then the funny thing is, like, the things that he did do in the SHL, like be an incredible power play scorer uh, and have a really good shot and have good playmaking, that part hasn't really translated to the HL, but it's nice to see the other parts of his game have actually looked pretty good. So um little AHL update there um, to chat about that. Uh, Travis Dermott stuff. Travis Dermott played his first game. Uh, Cody Sievertson wrote the uh, the Farmies report. It's up now on Canucks Army. If you want to go read about that game, uh, yep. Cody did a really good job. He kind of honed in on the performance of you know the players of interest. Is kind of how I put it. Sure to, thing. Uh, to Cody is he did Linus Carlson, uh, Niels Hoglander, obviously put Coles and Travis Dermott and uh, Daniel Klimovich. Cody did kind of a recap on all of those guys. Um, so you can go read that right now at uh, Canucks Army. Dot com. Uh, Cody, you obviously a member fun? of the chat. I don't know if that's the same Cody, but we got a... Uh, the fun thing about Abbotsford was like top to bottom through the lineup, whoever was coming over the boards, whichever line was on the ice, there was something where you're like, okay, there might be an NHLer here, right? Like first line, you have Pod Colson. Second line, you had Lockwood and don't know what his future is, but he's playing good hockey down in the AHL. Third line, you had Linus Carlson and Niels Huglund. And then fourth line, you had Klimovich. So... This is the first time that I can remember being excited about every line. Like, normally when I'm watching an AHL game, you know, when, when the third line would go out there, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't have to watch this, really. Like, they maybe will score a goal and John Stevens gets an assist and whatever. But not really a lot of NHL future sometimes when you're talking about those lines. But this this is good. Like, what's going on at the farm right now is a good situation with some future NHLers and throughout the lineup, top to bottom, you're going to have a shift with a guy who could play NHL games for the Canucks in the next three to four years, which is good. That's what the farm's all about, man. Put the, you know, development's interesting with an organization like this. And I think the the thing about Huglander and Pod Colson is their development was done overseas and at the NHL level. And that's hard to make a transition of your development from the SHL or the KHL where, listen, development is non-existent in the KHL. In the SHL, I think it's a little bit different. There was some serious development uh, with Niels Huglander and his team Rugla, but they also had to develop again in North America with a different way of playing, not a different sport, but a different style of play for sure. And that type of development really benefits you if you are in the AHL, just to make that step, right? Like take, take the extra step and be able to develop in the league that's very similar to the way that it's played at the NHL level. Listen, the skill level is much lower in the AHL. That's clear. It's the minor leagues. But the systems, the coaching, the day-to-day stuff, that's very similar to what you're going to have to deal with at the NHL level. So this development was a little skipped, and, and don't get me wrong, when you come in as rookies and you have success like both Huglander and Pod Colson did as rookies, because let's not forget, as whatever you think of Niels Huglander, and I, seem, I, I still see a lot of negativity out there about him, he had a really good rookie season and took a step back and has kind of taken another step back this season. We've had some good games for him. I thought the best game of his season was the Calgary Flames, the last game he played in. But the development stage of that as a 22-year-old, like they missed that time when they were 20-21 to be able to get the confidence in North America, right? Like there, there's definitely some confidence that comes from how good their rookie seasons were. But it's to me, that's not like... You know, it's almost, what's the what's the the big bad wolf blowing down the the houses, right? Three little pigs. If you have a good rookie season, that's like uh, building the house with sticks, right? It's good. You had a good start. You got a house. You get to live in there. That's called three little pigs, right? Yeah, I think so. So the first little pig rookie season in the NHL is what I'm saying. Like you have a good season, that's great. 
but it's not like you're set up fully, right? Like a rookie season, that's why the sophomore slump comes. That's a big bad wolf. Comes by, blows your house down. If you get the right kind of development, I feel like setting kind of a better structure into your game when you're in North America is so important. And I actually do think that a lot of that can come in the NCAA. I think the NCAA actually does a really good job of that. And players come out of there, they're 22 years old before they go to pro. And a lot of NCAA guys, unless they're real top tier first round, second round picks, a lot of them end up going, you know, or Hobie Baker, Hobie Baker candidates, they end up going to the AHL to start. And I think that's a good thing as well. Like that's the different type of development than you see from these players. And, and Pod Coles and Huglander were both going to make the NHL team in their rookie season. That was, you know, pretty clear for Pod Colson and for Huglander. I think it was a little bit of a surprise, but he played so well that you wanted to build from there. But they didn't have that strong structure, that brick house that that you kind of need from developing your game in North America. This is the it's and it's not too late, right? Like this is a good time to develop them and give them that confidence. I hope that they're down there for a while. Like, I really do, because I, I really like Niels Huglander. And the other thing about Huglander, he's back wearing number 36. I hope he comes back to the NHL and switches back to 36. That 21, I don't know what's going on with that 21. I think we both know what's going on with it. It's yeah, cursed. Curse. It's cursed. You can't wear 21 on this team. And, hey, he looks good. He looks good in the 36. I'd like to see him wearing it. Uh, I got something on Abbotsford. Are you oh, okay. done? Or you got more? No, I got more, but uh, I know you are you got some inside scoops, too, you're saying. That's right. Uh Archer Seelov's beat reporter. I went, uh, you know, did a little digging. What was your favorite save from yesterday's game of Seelov's? Oh, the third one, I'd say. Um, okay, so... I almost clipped one, but it actually ended up hitting the post. Ah. But there was a really good-looking save, and it sent the uh, play-by-play voice, uh, our friend Brandon Assel. It sent him into a frenzy, but it turned <laughs> out it just hit the post. Okay, anyways, uh, Canucks using this farm team just down the road, the highway one. Um... To their advantage, because Colin Delia sent back down. He's going to play tonight, is my understanding. He's going to play tonight in Abbotsford, and I know this will be a little outdated if you're listening to this days in advance, podcast listeners, but um, Colin Delia, he's going to get the start tonight in Abbotsford, as far as I know. Uh, Archer Silovs was the backup at practice today. I expect that Delia will get recalled uh, on Thursday and that he will back up Spencer Barton against Seattle. Might get the start on Friday night against uh, Edmonton. Bruce kind of hinted at it. Bruce was kind of saying, like, you know, it'd be nice type thing. But, you know, he said, like, anything can happen. I think as far, like, my understanding is that's the plan. Like, I think Colin Deli is going to get the start in Edmonton. But, and, and Bruce said the word, too. He said, you know, if, if Martin goes out and gets a shutout and only faces 18 shots... He's probably going to play the next game. Like anything can happen, things can change. Um, right now, though, it does seem that Colin Delia will get recalled tomorrow, serve as the backup, and that he will um, travel with the team and get the start in Edmonton on Friday night. I don't like it. Well, why don't you like it? What are give, you talking about? Give me C loves against the Kraken tomorrow night. What about Spencer Martin? And, and then he goes Friday, Friday against the Oilers. I don't think you want to throw anybody. You're going to lose. You put the backup I against think, the Oilers. I think you want Delia in that. Like, Delia, Delia deserves some NHL time. He deserves a start. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he probably does, but... Spencer Martin's still... Or, not Spencer Martin, excuse me. Thatcher Demko's still not coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, Demko's not close. No, but I mean, throw throw the bone to Seelaws uh, a little bit. Why? Get him an AHL Clark starts. spent 45 minutes today with him. Great, so let him go apply those in the AHL. There's no need to Mikey DiPietro. Yeah, he played last the... night. No, yeah, you don't You don't need to... Uh, I thought the, the plan for guy. Delia was... Um, that's why I was a little interested to hear that he's going to start tonight in Abbotsford because I thought the plan was for him to return on Friday. So I was a little surprised to hear that he... Like, I thought it was going to be too uh, 
two ATOs uh, down in Abbotsford. Well, tonight. I think he want one the organization. Obviously, Seelov's getting to work with Ian Clark. That's great, but Delia probably wants to get a start with less of a microscope on him down the AHL before he's asked to go on Friday, right? Okay. Like. The guy hasn't played in a long time. He came in in relief. I don't know how long ago that was, but he hasn't played. Like He's just getting some game reps, right? He's been off for a, a day or two. Um, he's just getting a chance to you know, warm up a little bit, and then he'll be more ready to go for Friday night. That's what. It, that's all it is. Yeah, it does. Dan's got a good point. The Canucks are going to lose against the Oilers. He can't put the blame on the backup yet. I don't know if a yeah. goaltender is going to make that much of a difference this one, unless you have one of those nights where Spencer Martin just rips it up. So... That's interesting. Delia. Well, let's say maybe Spencer Martin gets a start. We'll see. He might. Um, okay. Before we get out, let me... I know you mentioned Travis Dermott. Uh, I think it was just good for him to finish a game, right? Like, come in there and finish a game. We obviously saw what happened with Michael Furlan a couple years ago in the AHL where he couldn't finish any games. Uh, Dermott came back. Didn't look like he was that out of place. There was... I think there was some sloppiness to his game. But there was also some flashes where you're like, yeah, he's an NHLer. Moves puck like an NHLer. Skates like an NHLer. Um, so I thought it was good to see Dermot play a full game. Good for him to move the puck around a little bit. Um, overall, just a, a strong return. I don't think he was like excellent. They put him in kind of like a third pairing role as well. Um, but he played the full game. He got a lot of minutes. He was killing penalties, blocking shots, doing everything you kind of wanted to see. So good for, for Dermot to get back in the lineup there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, um, you kind of hope that he's ready to go after the, Christmas break, like, I don't know how many more games the guy's going to take in the AHL. Obviously, you want to slow play it, but, you know, when you look at the state of this team's third pair, right, like we just talked about Riley Stillman and Kyle Burrows is the third pairing. Like, Travis Dermott's the guy. Travis Dermott's the bona fide, you know, or bona fide, uh, third pairing guy, right? That's that's who you want to see in this lineup. So, again, I hopefully he's, he's able to come back soon. Yeah, I think so. So, it was, yeah, promising that he played a full game. Uh, I mean... He was also, it was a game time decision. It was supposed to be Jet Wu in the lineup, actually, but they decided to go with Dermott instead. So I'm, I'm expecting him to probably have the night off tonight for Travis Dermott. They got back-to-back, right? Abbotsford's back into it uh, against San Jose tonight. And I, I just tell you, it was a good feeling uh, on Twitter, like last night. Just, you know, I've seen Cody tweet out a bunch of highlights. I'm tweeting out highlights. You know, everybody's talking about Abbotsford. We're all having a good time. It was fun. I had a good night last night uh, covering the Canucks. Didn't happen to be the Vancouver Canucks, but it was a lot of fun to have something good to uh, to talk about in this organization. And I'll tell you what, ride the Abbotsford wave, man. And you got to give a little bit of credit here to Jeremy Colleton, right? The head coach out there in Abbotsford. You're out of it, eh? Who are you texting? Oh, no, I'm not texting. I'm I'm pulling out my next thing. Okay. I, no, you're right. Like Jeremy Colleton, continue. I don't know why you stopped talking. Okay, just keep, I I see you on the camera there. You're a little emotional lately, hey? Lately, little, yeah, little tr- travel troubles. So you're. Well, you know. yeah. Sorry, my fiance stuck halfway across the country. Well, not those travel troubles. Oh, uh, you can be emotional about that, but uh, that yeah, I tell you what, you were texting me. I felt really bad for you. You were rattled when you were like, "Man, I just woke up at three a.m. and now I'm waiting two hours for my bag." Like, you didn't get home, and sorry, not to diverge from your Abbotsford talk, but I felt really bad for you. I was waiting for you in the subway, and you just, you were like, I think I can make it. I think I can make it. You weren't making it. No. And then, sure enough, it was even later than we thought. That's a tough travel And then day. I get in a freaking Tesla Uber. I can't open the damn door. <laughs> I can't get in the thing. The guy has to reach back and open the hand. I don't know how to open these stupid Tesla doors. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. I get in the Uber, drives me here. 
drops me off at a different location. And listen, I just worn out and tired. I didn't feel like arguing or talking to this guy. So I just got out of the car. I couldn't get out of the damn Tesla either because I don't understand the doors inside. I can't get into the car. I can't get out of the car. I have to walk down the road here to my house and after all day long. And I, then I take a nap and I wake up to 15 phone calls. Then I go to the hockey game. The Canucks lose 5-1. So, yeah, I had a pretty crappy day the other day. You did. So. I felt for you. So I was happy yesterday. I said, like I said, a good time watching the Abbotsford Canucks. I'm in a good mood after that. You're just not up for any Abbotsford disrespect, and that's what you thought mm-hmm. I was giving I'm also you. very tired. I like know. I said, the nosebleed last night, it kept me up to like four. I had a radio hit this morning at eight. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. I feel like, yeah, I am a little emotional. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I didn't mean it as like a diss. I meant like you're you're exhausted. You know when kids fall asleep in the car and they wake up and they're all cranky? Okay, watch it. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, you done in Abbotsford? Because I got a lot No, here. Jeremy Colton. I was trying to say before you start talking about you, sandwiches. You interrupted or... yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to have a... I, I hope I sleep well tonight. Um, <laughs> listen, we, we questioned it at the start of the year. Say, so, hey, listen. Why is Daniil Klimovich getting scratched? Why are all these things happening? Why is Jet Wu not getting an opportunity? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? They're on a really good track right now, and I think a lot of that is to do with what Jeremy Colleton is doing with this team. And uh, it starts with Klimovich for me, because the biggest thing that Jeremy Colleton can do for, for a big dub, a big win for the organization in the spot that he's in, the biggest win he can give to the Vancouver Canucks organization currently with this team, is to develop the young players. He's now has an opportunity to work with Vasily Podkolzin, work with Niels Hoglander. He's been working with Danilo Klimovich, who, man, something's clicked for Klimovich ever since Podkolzin came. I know he didn't uh, put up a point yesterday, but I, I've been talking, I was talking to IMAC today about this, about Klimovich. Very similar type of player to Jonathan LeCaramacki, mm. where they're a floater, right? You, call, you know, it's called the bumper position in the power play. Yep. That's where, where Klimovich and, Le, and LeCaramacki floated. They always floated around that bumper position when it was at 5-on-5. Five five. They weren't chasing pucks. They weren't creating things for themselves. But now, like, Klimovich is. And it, and it's really nice to see because, like, when he goes in on the boards hard and he uses his body, he's got such a long reach. He also has pretty good, like, quick decision playmaking. And a lot of that is, it seems like it's kind of just, like, boomer bust passes a lot of the time. Like, sometimes it's a pass to nobody. But sometimes it's, like, a through the crease pass right onto the tape of someone. So with Klimovich, like his development has, there's something happening with the development right now. Klimovich that's working. And this isn't the final destination of the train track. We're not going to see Klimovich get called up this year. You know, he's not going to be the guy to come and help the power play in two weeks. He's not that he's going to take a long time still, but we're at like a new stage of the development where I talked about that earlier. You don't want this to be, you know, the house made of wood that gets blown down. You want this to be the structure. This is the structure. The bricks are being laid right now for Danila Klimovich to keep doing what he's doing now and continue to add and then get back to being more creative, get, get back to being more confident, work on, you know, handling the puck a little bit better. But right now, like defensively, he's getting back. He's skating hard. He's, he's doing things. He's being physical. He's on the forecheck. He's not just floating. It felt like for a long time, Klimovich just like, he thought that his role on the ice was to shoot the puck into the back of the net when what he actually needed to do was go out there and play hockey. You need to go out there and play hockey. He wasn't just a shooter. He's a hockey player. And now he's on the forecheck. He's going out and creating things for himself. I'm not saying he's completely turned the corner. There's still obviously a lot of blemishes in his game, 
but really, really like what you're seeing with actual development happening on the AHL team. And in the years that I've covered this organization, this is probably the first time I can say it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah. Aside from Thatcher Demko and that's it. And this isn't <laughs> a shot. I can't think of another AHL player that's come through. This isn't a shot at Trent Call or anybody else that we've talked to in the organization. Um, but Jeremy Colleton, when he was on our show about two weeks ago, he was very candid. Like he wasn't keeping his cards close to his chest or anything. He was talking, you know, very openly. Like, you know, we asked him, like, hey, how do you develop Danila Klimovich? And he said, yeah, it's a challenge. Like, it's not going to be easy, and For we sure. have to do this, this, and this. And, like, hey, all of his answers were good answers. Like, it wasn't like he tried to dodge anything or, you know, try to pretend like what we were saying wasn't fair or anything like that. Like, you you were, you were basically brought it up like, hey, it's probably not okay that he swings his stick at a guy when he gets body-checked with a clean hit, right? And Colton was like, yeah, no, it's not okay, and that type of thing. Like, Colton had a lot to say. And again, if you haven't listened to it already, great interview. It's on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. And, folks, if you haven't already, make sure you go subscribe to that. Uh, Jeremy Colton was our guest uh, on that episode, and it's great. And, hey, let's give a quick shout-out, real quick. All of our guests brought to you by Atlas Goods. We haven't had a guest this week. Uh, well, we have one later this week. Yeah, I know, but one. Uh, so I want to give and a quick shout-out. you're not shout even out. here for her. That's right. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Alexa Potak is going to join us oh, and chat about uh, about Sweden. She's actually heading to Sweden on Monday. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so she's off, her, she's off to Sweden on Monday, but she covers uh, does a great job covering Swedish prospects. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's awesome. A, she's a Frölunda fan. Yeah. So I guess what we get to talk about with her on Friday. Louis Erickson, baby. Louis Erickson and Frölunda, but obviously Philip Johansson as well. I'm going to miss See what that. she thinks about him. Yeah, I, I've DM'd uh, Alexa a lot. with the. She sends me clips if I ask her uh, for mm-hmm. LeCaramacchi clips because you're great. so slow on them. Yeah, no, she's quick. I'll, I'll tell she you. Is quick. Listen, I'm much faster than Cody at the AHL <laughs> stuff, but Alexa, she pushes me. When, when I know she, when she's watching the game because her clip normally beats mine, and I'm pretty <laughs> quick with mine. I feel like I am, but yeah, she's she's going to join Harm and I uh, on Friday. Okay, uh, uh, quickly, I'll get this in. Atlas Goods, you know, go over there. Uh, AtlasGDS.com promo code CC15 gets you 15% off your first order of pop rinds, the best fresh pork rinds, straight from your microwave or air fryer. They're fantastic. Uh, locally owned and operated Atlas Goods. Oh, look, look at it. Alex. They Alex didn't even know. Alex didn't even know I was going to do an Atlas Goods read on this episode, and he's already got yeah. it up. Look at those pork rinds for those on the live show. And hey, uh, listen, I like the Atlas. I love the folks over there at Atlas Goods. The the promo that just popped up. Maybe refresh the page, Alex. It was a ten percent promo right off the top. Our promo beats that. Also, I just got it mixed up. Yeah. Atlas Goods is our poll question sponsor. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
Well, I just gave him a read. Yeah, like, all of our guests are brought to them. Subscribe and save. No. Subscribe and then, then use our promo code. Okay. Uh, Atlas Goods, all of our poll questions brought to you by that. This is all of a sudden a little ad break. You can throw Zephyr in the Epic, ad break. Zephyr Epic, put it up there. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> Zephyr Epic, they're our, they're our sponsor of all guests. I don't know where my head's at right now. Apologies to both of these lovely sponsors of ours. But Zephyr Epic is where you're going to find uh, all of our guests. You they know, sponsor us. These two really go together, though. They yeah. do. They do go together. They do. We should get. Uh, we should talk and see if uh, Zephyr Epic's willing to get an Alice Goods trading card line uh, going. But Zephyr Epic promo code there is hockey season capital H capital S all one word that gets you five dollars off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. They've also got the retail location in Surrey, uh, and they do free shipping on any order over fifty dollars. All of our guests here at the conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. I'll be out there soon too. I'm going out to Zephyr. And uh, some other uh, stuff from the people above above you uh, at the company. I've been going behind your back again, so I got some stuff okay. to do out uh, with the sponsors. You know what's really funny is when you, like, text me something and it's, like, a problem. And mm-hmm. I'm like, go to someone else. I'm like, go to go to someone higher than me. This no, is my problem. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what you, yeah, you just I encourage you to go, go around me. Alien Pete says, sign Tristan Nielsen. Hell yeah, dude. I'm all Tristan Nielsen. I love that. He's a dog. He's a dog on a bone, um, and he skates hard. I hope he continues to play well with the Canucks, and I hope that the that some other team doesn't see that and wants to give him a shot. I like him. I like he, he skates really hard. Daniel, Good local kid, too. Daniel Brousseau, sorry if I butchered your last name, jumped in the live chat Brousseau. on YouTube. I had someone ask, uh, you know, how do I participate in the chat? Live on the Nation Network YouTube channel. Uh, there's the articles on CanucksArmy.com where you can find the link uh, that you need. But Daniel jumped in the chat and said, got an order from Zephyr showing up tomorrow. Good little deal oh, on I've the extended this. series hobby boxes right now. Yeah, you know what? Zephyr Epic had a post on their Twitter account. They were like up to uh, up to 40% off or something. Then I go on the website to look at it, and it's like 50% off, Dan. You can let me know if I'm right. I think it was 50% off. So they're, wow. sh- they're selling themselves short over there at Zephyr Epic. Well, we are definitely not. So go check out uh, ZephyrEpic.com. Z-E-P-H-Y-R. Epic. All platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, yep. what have you. Okay. I really wanted to get this in because right. this is basically the sole reason I came to Morning Skate today. Uh, I, I'm working Archer on a story. No. Oh. I'm working on a story right now. Uh, about this because I noticed like it was all over the Canucks social channels. I don't know if we have a video or pictures of this or whatever, uh, but the Canucks, photos. Canucks getting back in the community. Uh, as you see on the live live show there, JT Miller heading to Canuck place with Tyler Myers. Um, I talked to JT and I talked to Tyler Myers about this, about their visit. And you know what really kind of shocked me? And you know, this is for a number of reasons, but that was Tyler Myers' first chance to get out there since he signed in Vancouver. Wow. Which is hard to believe, but, you know, pandemic, even this year, like, schedule and stuff, and then you can see in the photos, like, they were wearing masks. They usually are wearing masks, but, you know, it, it's it's something to think about that, yeah, there's this, you know, sickness going along, around the locker room, so, of course, they're wearing masks, but those two get out there for a visit. Good on them. I love to see this type of stuff. And I think it needs all the attention in the world for all of the, you know, the criticisms, especially of Myers and Miller that everybody does, you know, good on those two for getting out there uh, and spending some time with some kids over at uh, Canuck place. And, you know, um, 
JT told me him and his boy Tyler, not Myers. Tyler mm-hmm. was the name of the kid that we saw him building a gingerbread house with. They, they built some nice gingerbread houses. And look at that one with uh, Tyler Myers. And I didn't get the name of that kid uh, from Tyler Myers, but they said it was a very rewarding experience. And, um, you know, all the players, there was uh, Sheldon Dries and Spencer Martin went out to Ronald McDonald house as well. We don't have photos of that, but uh, those two went out there and Hey, like that, that's two guys who, um, you know, those are Abbotsford Canucks really. Right. And, you know, Spencer Martin's now the backup, but he's being thrust in the starters role, you know, good on him for going out there. Like he, they, these, these guys don't have to do that. Right. There's nothing in their contract that says, Hey, you got to go give back to the community. You got to go spend some time out there. Uh, that's just something these players are choosing to do. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to criticize anybody here, but like I, you know, I grew up in the era where this, this was the most normal thing in the world to see, uh, you know, the Sedins visiting the Ch- BC Children's Hospital every week, it felt like, right? And, you know, all the stuff we didn't even hear about, uh, especially with the Sedins, but all the players, all the players had their thing. Um, you know, Bieksa kind of talked about this when he, um, when he came and spoke during his uh, Jersey retirement and everything. And look, like, you just you haven't seen a ton of it from this current group of players, and again, a lot of that is due to the pandemic. I, again, I'm not trying to criticize anybody here. I'm just saying that you know we're so used to seeing it with the past, you know, cores and teams and everything. It's awesome to see this team do the same thing, right? Even with all the problems on the ice, and it was it was nice. I had a nice conversation with uh, JT and Tyler about this, and you know, JT kind of said like you know it kind of puts everything in perspective, like getting away from the rink getting away from everything going on with this team right now um, and just being able to go put a smile on those kids' faces, right? And, you know, how much it means to these guys. It's awesome. Awesome to see. I, yeah, I just, I I wanted to make sure we talked about this and make sure we mentioned it on the show because I think it's great. I think it's great that these guys are doing this. I don't want to ramble on too long, but I, I just wanted to give it the attention um, it deserves. No, nope, absolutely, man. Good stuff. Uh, and t- uh, Tanner Pearson went out too. Not yeah. too. Uh, I got the Abbotsford Canuck one. Place. I want to pull up too. Yeah, uh, didn't go to Canuck Place, but I just wanted to make sure I got that in. Tanner Pearson um, also went uh, for the visit as well. Um, and then it was uh, Dakota Joshua and I believe Jack Studnika who went out to Edmonds Community School. Shout out Burnaby. They dressed Not up North as Christmas. Uh, they were the Christmas theme, right? Was that well, was that from seeing the kids? I seen a no, picture of No, of so that, that is the fa- that was the family skate yesterday. We don't have photos uh, okay. of that, I don't think. But that was the family skate yesterday. Uh, they always, all the rookies the rookies dress up as in the elf costume and then one in the Santa costume. I believe it was Studnika and Oman were the elves. Yep. I know Oman was because I talked to Oman about uh, having to dress up like an elf today. And the Santa Claus, I believe, was Dakota Joshua, I think. I think you got that right. Yeah. Okay. You pull, pull this on one up, Abbotsford. Alex. Yeah, just Abbotsford, same thing. Good, you know, pull it up, Alex. Full screen me. Good week. Last week, um, this was a couple weeks ago, actually, where um, Will Lockwood, uh, Jack Rathbone, Linus Carlson, and Michael Ragouche, who's local, by the way, and they like him out there in Abbotsford, this Ragouche. Yeah, he's killing penalties. Uh, they like him out there in Abbotsford. So shout out to them. They were doing the same thing on Abbotsford. You know, I uh, I was in the children's hospital. Do you know that when I was a kid? I was, too. Why were you there? <laughs> well, mine's kind of, well, it's kind of funny, actually. And I remember meeting Trent Clatt. It was 1999, uh, like January or February 1999. <laughs> okay. Trent Clatt was one who came in and visited. I was in there, believe it or not, in the children's hospital for chicken pox. Really? Yes. I I had like a horrible case of chicken pox where it was like 
it went inside of my eardrum and like could have gone into my brain and that would have like really screwed up if chicken pox would have done yeah. something like that. So I was in a children's hospital for chicken pox when I was like really young, like wow. six years old maybe. That's horrible. I yeah. was in there for asthma. I had a really bad asthma attack. Wow. So we had some pretty weak uh, weak things to go in there. Asthma Immune and, systems. Yeah, <laughs> asthma and, and chicken pox. This is so, what yeah. happens when you eat like we do. Yeah, well, I, I tell you what. Kevin I, McAllister. Thank goodness I get to go. I'm going grocery shopping after this. So I'm not gonna be able. To, I've had a lot of mac and cheese over the last <laughs> couple of days here. I'm out of corn dogs too. So it's I have no because we cleaned out the fridge before we left to Saskatoon. Yeah. We're like, hey, good time. We're not gonna be here for a few days. Let's clean out everything from the fridge. All the food that's like fifty fifty. Like, yeah, is it good to eat right now? Is it not good to eat that you normally just leave in the fridge? We got rid of all of it. The fridge is so clean and nice right now. It sucks. Oh, but I got no food at the damn. I gotta go eat something. I'm gonna go. Uh, they got this huge uh, Chinese supermarket down there in Richmond too. I'm going to that. They got What's my calls down there. I, I think it's called China Supermarket or like China Supermarket. It's a huge, huge area. People in Richmond will know. Huh. It's good stuff. I'm going down there. All right. Have a good time there. All right. Betway. No, prospects report quickly. Oh, good. I can still check out. Uh, I only played the... I only, what kind uh, of stuff they got at that park? <laughs> Do they got like ducks hanging in the window or anything? Yeah. Like well, they... It smells in there. They got a whole... They got a huge fish market in the corner, but it's mm-hmm. just like one big open area. So it, it smells up the whole place pretty you know good. When you good walk, fish, though. You know when you walk to that side of Save On Foods? Like, it's, it's the fish smell. I don't like the smell of fish. No, I know. But, uh, Alex, they have all, like, the uh, the snack. Like, they have, like, Pepsis and, like, all the, the chips. And, and there's two rows of ramen in there. Like, two full aisles of, of ramen. But they have, like, all these Pepsis, like Pepsi Peach and all these, like, kind of interesting flavors. So I'm excited so to get out there. you're graduating from mac and cheese to ramen and Pepsi. Honestly, man, let's just get to the damn prospect <laughs> report and get out of here. Um, all right, prospect. I can see quads drinking Pepsi Peach. I think he could be a Pepsi no. He doesn't. Guy. We did a, a we did a pop challenge where we had like quads was going to rank fifteen pops, and he had a bottle cap sip of each one. Yeah, and then I didn't like it, anyway. and he didn't like any of the pop. Too it was the worst sugar. Patreon video we ever did, and we're doing a Patreon soon. We're gonna do one hopefully tomorrow. tomorrow hopefully. Yeah, if morning. So hard done. to find time. Anyways, patreon.com slash Canucks All right, prospects are probably I don't have much to say anyway. I watched Great the first promo. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we'll do it better. If we do a pop challenge, I'll drink. I'll drink a bottle of each pop, and then I'll tell you how it I tastes. I won't let you do that. 12 liters of it. Um, okay, from our prospects report. Um, Alex, get that. We got the <laughs> Sweden and USA played today. I only watched the first period. I'll check back on the second and third. Uh, I did see Cam Robinson tweeting about it. We should probably have Cam on the show pretty soon. Um, I think he's on... Uh, he should be available. We'll talk to Cam. He'll come on the show here soon. Uh, but um, wasn't a, a great performance from the Karamaki to start. He had a pretty bad giveaway early on in this one. Actually, I got the clip. I might as well pull it up. Um, so the Karamaki, he's playing third line for Sweden in this game. Uh, and Elias Pettersson, the defenseman, DPD, he was playing on the fourth pairing. Uh, let's blow this up. Okay, there's their clip right here. So a bad giveaway from the Karamaki. And then Luke Hughes, younger brother of Quinn Hughes, he is he's so fast. He comes in and scores a goal. But the giveaway is the tough thing to watch. That's from Canucks prospect Jonathan LeCaramacki. He skates across the ice here, just tries to do a little bit too much there. Bad giveaway on a deke, and uh, USA comes back and scores. Um, I actually liked Pedersen in the first period. I thought he was good, and he made some good plays. He also made one big mistake, but they didn't get scored on from that mistake, so that's why we're highlighting the LeCaramacki one. But Pedersen had like a big hit, a couple good shots. Uh, I'll be interested to see where he fits on that defense court for Sweden moving forward. And a Kukoskenvo. Quads. He played the first game for uh, for Finland in their pre-tournament play against USA. They lost five to two, so he got lit up pretty hard. 
It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Koskiemdo. I think he's going to be the backup. I think he's going to be the second string guy uh, behind uh, Yanni Lampinen, uh, who I think is going to be the guy who's going to be starting for Finland. He went undrafted, actually, so keep an eye out. Uh, Ian Clark probably keeping an eye on this Lampinen kid. Uh, and they also have Nicholas Coco. Uh, Coco. 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 Whatever. Nicholas Coco. It doesn't matter. He's a third string guy. He's Seattle Kraken, second round pick, high pedigree kid. Uh, but I don't think he's going to. I think everyone's kind of talking about him being the third string. So good for um, good for Koskenbo to at least be the backup. And if he goes on a roll, maybe. Be, Might be the starter. Might be the starter. Yeah, you think he's a starter. I don't it's think not he is. decided yet. It's not decided. No, it's not. But I think Lampinen's going to finish get source. This next game here. Finish source told me that it's not decided yet. And okay, it well, might be Koskenbo. Well, that's what my finish source said too. Mm-hmm. Love those finish sources. Yeah. Okay, let's What's go. What's your favorite finish source? Huh? Favorite finish source? Uh, I'm not saying. You never reveal your sources. There's um a sauce in Finland. I forget what it's called, but it is all it is is hard boiled eggs and mayonnaise, and then you mash it all together and add some salt if you want. Mm-hmm. And that's like a famous famous source over there in Finland. I wonder if it's Yako. just hard boiled eggs. I wonder if Yako is watching. Yeah, this. if Yako here, she let us know. I I, I saw a video. Yako will about tell it. us later. Yeah, maybe he goes back and watches this. Let us know. Okay, I, let's wrap this up. Hard boiled eggs. You crush them up. You put a little mayonnaise in there, and salt is optional. And I don't. Okay. I forget what it's called. All right, Betway. Let's go. Betway. Oh, yeah, Betway. I almost forgot. Betway. 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 Pull it up. Betway. Uh, now you can do it, Alex. He's going to pull up a prospect report now. Uh, Betway. Oh, we got our two bets today. We're rocking with the Vegas Golden Knights against the Arizona Coyotes. Been betting against the Coyotes a lot lately. Ever since they screwed me, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. A couple of weeks ago, they screwed me over on a bet on a weekend bet. Uh, but uh, Carlson, they got him over for the shots today, one point five over one point five for Carlson. He hasn't had a lot of shots his last five games. I think just three shots over his last five. Uh, he went four games like without a shot. Uh, but he he's consistently at about two shots per game. And I think against the Coyotes, you're rocking with that minus one eighty two. It's not a ton of return here, but ten bucks will get you fifteen fifty. Uh, and then Vegas Golden Knights. To win in regulation and over on total goals being 5.5. Rocking with Vegas tonight. Um, $25 return on a $10 bet there for that one. So they got to win in regulation and over 5.5 total goals between the team. Next two days, we'll have some Canucks bets, which I enjoy doing more than these. Because do I really know what I'm talking about here? Yes. Absolutely. 19 plus uh, over on Betway. Absolutely. Okay. We'll wrap it up. Tomorrow's going to be interesting. I do do research. I just, I'd be, I'll, how many Coyotes games have I watched this year? You said do do. Uh, okay. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, the Canucks morning skate's going to be interesting tomorrow. See if Ethan Bear's there. We'll have that and much more tomorrow. For my co host, Chris Faber, uh, and our technical producer, Alex Lard, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks Conversation. Do do. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?